This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. Coming up on TMS, Yoda might sandwich. Baby Yoda do 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 baby Yoda do 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 baby Yoda do 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 baby Yoda. Oh, this is baby Yoda. Would have been good. Just to keep the sure naked or speedo. My urinal falcon. It came out funnier than I thought it would. All right. Sorry, hardcore Hallmark. Abject Dickery. McClunky, the mailman ain't got no time for snow. The Taco Bell Christmas special. Plasticky Ding Dong. A few toppings short of a meat lover's. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Wish they'd let us off station. Air up here is just recycled spacer parts. And then you hear a... Check between the sausage and the bun. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. Today is Tuesday, November 26, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. He is. Uh, hello, Scott. I'm having a lovely Welcome. tea in my nurtacular 2017 oh, nice. mug. Yeah. Mm, Good deal. Mm. You know, oh, that it's, uh, you know, I could go for some of that matcha right now. I should have gone, should have gone matcha. I went coffee, but I should have gone matcha. You always gotta go that matcha, or is it matcha? I don't know what you matcha. say. Is it I think matcha? It's matcha? Not I think matcha. It's matcha. I kind of like matcha. No, no? really, because then if you if you call it matcha, you can be a matcha man. Oh, that's true. You'd be a matcha, matcha, matcha man. The only tea I drink this is, is my, matcha man, like that. This is my we got scooters mug right here. Oh, I like it. Yep. Uh, look we at us celebrating. Scooters. Oh, hey, uh, uh, we're all here. Uh, we're doing it. We got a show. We, yeah, gotta... we are all here. Yeah, everybody's Not here. Just partially here. Nope, everybody's here. Uh, we're going to do some stuff and do a show. Should be a fun, full, good time. We had a great pre-show. I'd like to remind yeah. people that uh, if you're a patron of the show, <laughs> you get this free chunk of audio every day that's just us yeah. being dorks. And uh, oh man, and boy, uh, was I uh, was was I uh, fully capitalizing on the dorkitude? Oh yeah, today full dork went full dork today. Yeah, Brian played a bunch of music on a thing I don't even know what it's called. What's it even called? The, Oman- the Omanatone. The Omanatone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I keep calling it. I keep wanting to call it a monotone. It's the Automatone. Hmm. Well, that would imply it plays itself, doesn't it? The Tomatone. Uh, not. Not a automaton, O T A, like automaton, like automaton no. with tone at the end instead of tone. No, like like tomato backwards. Oh, like O T A, M. Wow, it is kind of like if you spell tomato with an A, tomato. Yeah, that'd be then tomato. It would be it would be spelled backwards, <laughs> tomato. Wow, that's like the Eno tomato is basically what this is. The Eno tomato. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, but he he did some pretty accurate rend, uh, renditions of Baby Shark and Stairway to Heaven. So that's the kind of range you get. <laughs> and a less uh, accurate rendition of Careless Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very careless whisper. But uh, as a result, uh, that's a thing that you can only get because we recorded it for our patrons. 
over at patreon.com slash TMS. So you should go do that because we do that every day. You get a little bonus chunk. It's like usually, I don't know, 11 to 14 minutes of content. And uh, today's was, well, it was special. <laughs> it was. Let's just say that. Uh, Brian, yeah. you want to, I know we already showed the chat room this, but we get a, can we get another quick look at your uh, yes. snow cam? Sure, sure All right, we're going to switch to Brian's snow cam this morning, everybody. We got a lot of snow this morning, 12, 14 inches in Colorado. We got about 10 here in Salt Lake City. Oh, there it That's is. You can see my uh, front front yard. Yeah. So um, that uh, that thing that you can barely see. That's a that's a Greyhound bus uh, oh. in our in front of our house. That's covered. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's Tristan's uh, Suzuki Swift. Gotcha. Or no, Mitsubishi Mitsubishi uh, Swift. Uh, wait, what are they called? They Mitsubishi have a... something. Oh, I, I forgot the name of that car, but I car, I think you've is. told me before. But, yeah. Uh, that that uh, mailbox that you see on the left side there next to the uh, fire hydrant, yeah. that thing is that thing is uh, thirty feet tall, and you're only able to see the top three or four feet of it. Yeah, how amazing is that? Yeah, uh, when the mailman <laughs> comes today, the mailman's uh, how how reliable are your mail people? Your delivery, your carriers? Uh, our mail people do not follow the neither sleet nor snow nor wind nor rain shall stay these couriers from their appointed rounds. Yeah. They do not follow the credo. Uh. It's too bad. The, or the Greedo, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> McClucky. McClucken. <laughs> I have never. McClunky. I didn't know about McClunky until you told me. That was new no, to me. No, I didn't either. I didn't know about it until, uh, until I read about that. That is my favorite thing this week. I love it so much. <laughs> it is. McClunky. McClunky. And now when I see it online, it felt like I see it everywhere now. I just laugh because I think that's freaking Yeah, we, we better get... Uh, we better get McClunky in uh, Mandalorian. That's all I can say. Yeah, we'll I want to hear. <laughs> we already we have gotten an Ichuta. Yeah, Ichuta, which is which is the uh, Star Wars uh, bird, the equivalent of flipping the bird. Yeah, it's a dirty word, right? Some kind of nasty uh, profanity. Watch the profanity. We it's always like a say. Go, go, blank a gun dark is basically what, it, <laughs> what yeah. Ichuta is. Yeah, it is nice to get. I like when they do the throwback stuff because. <laughs> Part of what makes that show, yeah, here we are talking about Mandalorian again. I'm going to do this one more time. Yeah. Part of what I like about oh, it is that there's a lot of fan service and there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, immediately Star Warsy, and so you're excited about it from that angle. But it wraps it in its own unique wrapper, like it feels like its own show. So it doesn't go too far with that stuff. It doesn't feel like too much fan service. It feels like you're just living in this world you already liked and knew. And mm -hmm. things like Echuta and seeing different races like, a, you know, as a Brachian running around or whatever is just really fun and exciting to see that stuff. And I'm, and I'm also glad they don't overdo it. Like on that same token, they could so easily like, oh, look, here's Hammerhead and mm -hmm. here's Ponda Baba with one arm hobbling around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just glad they don't overdo it. You know, there's just enough to say, yeah, it's all connected. It's, you feel like you're in that universe mm -hmm. just, you know perfectly situated in that universe to where you don't even give it a thought right. that you're in that universe but you um but you don't get inundated with uh with callbacks to every you know every nerdy thing yeah it's nice it's real nice and it also feels grounded in a way that the even the new trilogy doesn't the new trilogy has like hey what if stormtroopers had just a slightly sleeker kind of face design it's mm -hmm. like stormtroopers but new but in this case it's like no these are the stormtroopers you know they're just mm -hmm. dirty and gross, and they don't really have a leader anymore. And you know, right? It's they they it's great. they've lost their um, the stormtrooper uh, uh, suit wash, right? Because that was on that was on the second Death Star, yep. and you could just basically you just you get on a little conveyor belt in your stormtrooper suit, 
Yep. And it takes you through a, a little car washy kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, and then the rebels blew it up. That's right. In Return of the Jedi. So now it's just, they're just getting dirty and they smell like ass inside yep. there. Yep. Somebody said, Ichuta. Watch your profanity. Oh, okay. Oh, Ooh, watch our profanity. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Oh, listen to that. Oh, there it is. I know, dude. Oh, my gosh. Friday can't that. come. Love that music. Friday can't come soon enough for my next 35-minute thing. Gosh, dang it. Make but, them longer. You know, there's one thing, though, about that. Like, all right, so you look at the um, the Disney Plus panel um, for Mandalorian. Mm. Let me pull it up here because I want to. Yeah, here we go. And you've got uh, you've got Mando walked in there. Yeah. A couple TIE fighters flying behind him. You can see the ship, which is what the... Oh, they have a the name? I didn't see the name. Crescent. <gasps> yeah, the ship. Oh, no, the, he did give it a name. Ship. In the beginning, he told the little fish man what the name was, didn't he, or something? The name is the Razor Crest. Razor Crest, that's it. Razor oh, Crest. I get those every time I'm at the bakery. I love a Razor Crest. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, right. Mm. Uh, sounds like the company that delivers milk here in Arvada. <laughs> but uh, somebody somebody sent me a link, by the way, to 3D print the Razor Crest. Do it. Totally going to do it. Do it. Totally going to do it. Do it. Yes. Transparent uh, or translucent uh, red. Make no, I don't think I'm doing. I'm, I am not impressed with the translucent. I'll talk really? about that in a second. All right, all right, all right. But really quickly, if you look at that panel promoting the Mandalorian, you got your you got Mando walking there. Yeah. You got uh, an IG88 looking robot behind him. Yeah, and then a girl. We don't. Know and yet. then a girl. Yeah, we don't know her yet. And uh, it's not a spoiler to say that uh, we don't know who that is yet. Nope, we haven't seen her yet. In fact, somebody here's the dumb thing. Somebody told me that in an episode three we finally meet her and then i thought "Ooh, exciting okay well and then i got around to watching it she's not in this so i don't know unless, what they're talking about they're making that up maybe we saw her and we don't know we saw her like maybe uh you know she she uh takes off her mandalorian helmet after making <laughs> making armor and like you know, oh it like could waves be her, <laughs> waves her hair <laughs> It could be. Does a well of balsam shake. Yeah. And <laughs> says, oh, so much better without that helmet. Ah, oh, so sick of that helmet. I've had it on for years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is she in the bar, says the chat? Chat says she's in the bar. I didn't see her. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe she's in there looking around or something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe she's, All right. So I was going to tell yeah. you really quickly about the... So I printed... Um, I don't have the red with me. The red translucent... Uh, um millennium, millennium falcon, falcon. Yeah. but i printed clear and i sent you a photo of what the clear looked like and mm -hmm. it looks clear it looks yeah. like it's made out of glass yeah you can see through it it's it's not just translucent it was, it's near transparent there's refraction but it feels transparent correct yeah i uh i go to uh or i i uh i dump it in some uh uh isopropyl alcohol give it a good wash you're supposed to kind of do that to help cure the resin and then you're supposed to give it some uv rays some yeah. uv treatment to kind of harden it and make it make it more solid right so from amazon i picked up this beauty right here oh i've got the uh this is the the rotating thing oh the rotating thing light. Uh -huh. this is the uh the uv uh it's a uv bath it's, a, give it. it's a uv cave like a little cave it's a uv cave yeah. and it's made for ladies to get gel nails and then they put their hand in here and it cures the cures their nails right? okay all right that makes sense um, it's like enamel curing that the dentist does on your enamel teeth uh, yes, uh, things. Yes, yeah. exactly. Same idea. Yep. All right. Do not look directly into that box. Why? What happens? Uh, while it's on. Because it's uh, it's UV light. And that's not good for your eyes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. 
Oh, UV rays are I, not good for. Uh, oh, right. That's why you put on yeah. the you you put on the SPF fifty could, to stop the UV rays. Correct. Okay. Correct. And that's why when you're in one of those one of those tanning beds, you have the little plastic goggles that go over your eyes. Because is there anything weirder than a naked person wearing those goggles? I think there's not. That is a weird thing to see. Like some. It's uh, a very weird thing to see. Yes. Yeah, I don't like it. I saw a naked dude in a one of these. Like naked or just like you know speedo. Um. Uh, because that's remember. another area that I don't think you want a lot of UV rays hitting. I think we saw him naked because he came into the gym and took off the speedo, and that's why he was naked. But he was still oh, okay. wearing but his he little, still dots. Had the little glasses. Yeah, on? he's still wearing the little half ping pong balls with like sharpie on. That looked like really? ping pong balls with sharpie eyes. So he came walking in there just buck naked. What kind of doofus would wear that outside the tanning bed? I don't Friday? know. All doofus was the right word you used. Well done. Yeah, You've doofus. done it. Um. So. Uh, would you put that in the uh, <laughs> in the the uh, UV curing thing? I oh, might have no. overcooked it. Crap! It's yellow. Like it looks like it's uh, a used up urinal cake. It does look like a used up urinal cake. Um, I'm gonna reprint it. Yeah, I'm not impressed with that. I think I overcooked it. I think I left it in there for too long, <laughs> and because it heats it up too. So basically, what I need to do is. Two minutes on, two minutes off, two minutes on, two minutes off. Jaron um, says it's a sign of cheap resin. Do you think that's true? Um, I mean, this is this is Elegoo. This is like one of the major manufacturers of resin. I think it's uh, the Mulurnial Mulur, Falcon. There's <laughs> there's a joke in there. We got to work it out. We just got to massage it. Yeah. And there's a joke in there's there. There's some tweaking you got to do to your material chat. You got to work on that one. Anyway, so now I have a... Uh, uh, what looks like it could even be glow in the dark. What's the brand? Elegoo. 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 They make uh, resin, but they also make printers. Okay. Never heard of that name. Yeah. That's a cool name. Rolls, off, rolls off the you tongue. Mean you're buying goo from Elegoo. Elegoo. <laughs> this would be like elegant, like that kind of thing? Is that no, the... I don't think so. I think oh. it's uh, electric goo. Electric no, I don't goo. Know what Elegoo, what, it's, what it uh, stands for. I have no idea. All right, so. well. Anyway, so I'm not going to do the I'm not going to do the uh, the Razor Crest in transparent. I think I might go just straight ahead opaque gray because that brings out detail, and that and that uh, 3D print has a lot of cool detail on it that I want to make sure comes through. Razor Crest will make your gums bleed. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, that. I would love to see that made. That that yeah. ship is wicked. I love it, it and it's consistent. It's also consistent with like. The goofy shape of Star Wars ships, in that they don't have to be all sleek and and aerodynamic. There's no need. They just need to be big, bulky, no. dumb ships. And I love no that slave. That's why yeah. I love Slave One. Slave One's one of my favorite ships of all time mm -hmm. because it just completely flies in the face of like, you know, aerodynamics, which is part of the re part of the reason I don't like the prequels because the prequels have all these slick ships that are all aerodynamic. Yes. F that. You don't need you don't need like a perfectly reflective silver ship that looks like it's flying backwards George right. Lucas. Oh, I quite hated, honestly. I hated that Nabubian ship thing. Nabubian? Yeah. N Nerubian. Nabubian? No. Uh Not Nerubian. Nabu. Nabuian. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't think what it is. Nib I think it's Nabuian. Nabuian, like N U B E A N. Okay. Nabuian. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah, Chad. Think, That's what I you're here for. So. Yeah. All right. So I uh, got a funny thing to talk about. Just a kind of brief little moment. I know I do this every year. Sure. I apologize. But Kim is in full Hallmark Channel movie mode. She is in nonstop when it's nighttime and everything's done for the day. 
where's Kim? S- popcorn watching this. Okay, that's what she's doing. <laughs> Excellent. And course. she's loving it, and she's not going to stop until the 25th. So, uh, watching one last night, happened to walk in there, wasn't really paying attention, but noticed one Henry Winkler on the screen. And I thought, yeah, oh, all right, Henry Winkler's in this. Let's see what this is about. And here's the thing. I sat and watched, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes of this tripe. And the first, it's the same deal as usual, except in this case, it's a guy traveling through town who's who's an amazing artist and chef, but he's he's not sure how he's going to reach his goals. So he's just traveling for now. And tonight he has to sleep on the air or in the air or the uh, airport on the on the floor until his next connecting flight. But Henry Winkler flew with him and liked him so much he invited him over to his niece's house where he's spending the Christmas vacation. And so they head over to his niece's house. Now she is, of course, single and beautiful and uh, professional, you know. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. and uh, they first at first he's kind of like whoa he's like a he's like a traveling man with no no focus and she's all, all right. about focus like, like uh like he's he's a he's a lone stallion out uh yep. I can't be tied down yeah uh, nice guy yep. but you know her her boy her actual boyfriend uh is is got lots of money and he's very uh, you know some professional in some business and brings her kid she has a kid from a previous marriage and. He brings her, her the kid a five hundred dollar gift certificate to a toy store because he didn't know what to get the kid. So he's just kind of terrible, rich guy, and and so you just it's all being laid out for me. I just know exactly where all this is headed. I'm like, okay, here we go. Freaking the the guy who's staying there, uh, you know, trying to just live there overnight or take a couch overnight, decides to put her her freaking Christmas lights up because the neighbors don't want a dark house on Christmas. That's the other theme: is no dark houses on Christmas. Anyway, long and the short of it is, it's terrible, but Henry Winkler was great in it. Of course. Well, Henry Winkler is great. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, you're right. You can take the, you can, this is a guy who is, is one of, I'd say one of the five best things about the show, Barry, because (laughs) (laughs) Bill Hader is great. Uh, uh, Hank. uh, Hank is amazing. No bo- no ho Hank. What's his name? Uh, I forget. I forget how he says. Fomo Hank. Fomo Hank. <laughs> Yolo Hank. I love Hank so much. Hank is the greatest character um, on TV. He's so good. But yeah, yeah no, um, he's an amazing addition to that cast. He, he was, was great on Arrested he Development. He was the Fonz yep. for heaven's sakes. Like the guy knows his stuff. He's been around forever, and he can act. And he was totally believable in this. He plays an ex-cop from New York. Had an accent, I believed, uh, and just played it up and did really well. And it was annoying that he stood out so much in this thing that was otherwise garbage. Like that movie sucked. It was bad, but he was great. And I just want to throw that out there. And then another one queued up after that, that had Cliff Clavin in it. And I turned it off or I had to leave. I couldn't do it. I get out of there. So no Cliff Clavin, no John Ratzenberger Christmas movie for me. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, you know, you know the uh, true story of Christmas uh, actually originated with the uh, the Huns. Attila the Hun actually used to wear a red hat. I'm mistaken for Santa. I mean, if this was the movie, I'd stay. <laughs> I would stay there the whole time and not miss a second of it. But that's not it. It was some, uh, so. Yeah. So you remember last week we were talking about? I think somebody had pulled to, pulled pulled together a list of the most frequently used actors and actresses and let's face it they're all actresses on um uh at least on the on the male female uh, differentiation you know uh, males and females are both actors yeah uh but yeah anyway um but the the most commonly used 
female actors in the Hallmark Christmas things. And do you remember who number one was? Uh, 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 what's her name? Wit. Uh, uh, from from uh, ah, the redhead from from uh, the Dune movie. No, no, no not, not Alicia Wit. She was up there. Okay. But number one was Danica McKellar. Oh, okay. Dan- Winnie Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years. Oh, all right. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, I have probably I forgotten seen about her. this when I was talking about um, Knives Out yesterday. Mm-hmm. They like it comes up in Knives Out about Hallmark Christmas movies mm. and Danica McKellar. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow! You know, I'm glad for her. Yeah. Well done. You got you. Yes. You, you continued so, I mean, you, things. She's on. become she's become a joke because she's so in so many of these. Apparently, it's become a it's become a joke that Ryan Johnson uses in his movies. So, <laughs> I. Uh, uh, there's another guy who's on all these. I feel like every time Kim watches one, the handsome hunk guy is played by someone named Luke McFarlane. Never heard of him, but mm. he was a stage actor and then was in Brothers and Sisters. Remember that ABC show oh, there for I a bit? Yeah. Luke. And then he joined the Hallmark family, and man, that dude does not leave. I think it's like eight movies in the last two seasons, something like that. Oh, yeah. Look at that guy. I mean, basically, yeah. he's. Uh... He just he looks like he should be a Hallmark. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's the Hallmark hunk. He's the Hallmark hunk. He's a Canadian who went to Juilliard. Yes, yes. Yes. And then, do you know who? Um. Uh. Oh shoot! What's her name? Ah crap! Felicity uh, Huffman. No, somebody Vivica K. Fox. Do you know her? Oh, Vivica, Vivica A. Fox. A. Fox. Did I say K? I meant A. Okay, Vivica A. Fox. Yes. She, she's in. Uh, she was in one yesterday that she was watching, sure, and uh, that sure. one took place at an island called Christmas Island. <laughs> and they all went there on a giant cruise ship uh, full of Christmas stuff, and then they went to uh, Christmas Island. And she fell in love with the cruise director. Yeah. I swear, they really just must. They must. Uh, oh yeah, look at this. Like you look at uh, Jeff McFar- Luke McFarlane's um, television roles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Memory Book, 2014, television movie from Hallmark. Uh, 2015, Christmas Land, Tucker Barnes, television movie Hallmark. The Mistletoe Promise, television movie Hallmark. A Birthday Wish, yep. <laughs> television movie Hallmark. Yep. Karen Kingsbury, Maggie's Christmas Miracle, where he plays Casey Cummins. Great. But that was a Hallmark movie and mystery. Whoa. <laughs> a Shoe Addict's Christmas, and Just Add Romance. This year is like is is one for this year, but he's. He's been in a Hallmark Christmas movie once a year since 2014. Wow. That's pretty good. It's a good run. That's good awesome. job, McFarlane. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, you could just copy and paste the synopsis on those IMDb things. Oh, sure. Just just swap them in and out because they're all the same. I figure they must have like um, four, four wheels that they spin, right? So mm-hmm. like, all right. Our main character is going to be a... Yeah, let's see what we get. Uh, oh, an ad executive. Oh, an overworked okay. ad executive. All right. All right. Yeah, they're from New York, uh, though. Always from New York. Sometimes Chicago. Yeah. That's right. Uh, she's going to... Oh, go back home to her family. Okay. All right. And she's going to uh, hook up with... Oh, the town butcher. Excellent. How cute. <laughs> There's only like, it's like Taco Bell uh, ingredients. You just keep mixing them together and make a new Taco Bell item. Yes. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, so it continues. Our house is uh, full of cheer. And uh, again, I I support her desire to consume these things. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, I watched three straight seasons of Jersey Shore because I 
I, and I hated every second of it, but for some reason yeah. I couldn't stop. Well, we all have our we all have our guilty pleasures. Look, I watched I watched The Bachelorette oh last Lord. season because really? did you we keep wanted up with to watch it? the first episode because uh, because the first episode we always hear is just a train wreck. And when the soup was on, that would be where they pull the most clips was from the first episode where all the bachelors pull up in their limousines and meet the bachelor for the first time. They've got to make some impression. So they right. like one guy comes out playing a ukulele, writing a song on the fly that he just made up about, about uh, the girl he meets. Yeah. Another one like uh, has a cardboard box delivered and jumps out of it. Confetti or a, a packing material and all and says, um, I'm your present. Let's be our future. Or some dumb thing like that. Wow. That's fantastic. But we couldn't stop watching it to see which of these train wrecks uh, was actually going to make it into the station. Uh, spoiler alert, none of the train wrecks made it into the station. Yeah, that's how it works with these shows. Yeah, so exactly. that was the, was that's the season where the guy went AWOL, like at literally went over a wall and ran off and escaped um, for a while? Or that, tried to, yeah, and then yeah. they called him. They got him back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I read it. Or I heard a NPR or some interview with him, and it turned out all that stuff oh. was real. He was actually pissed. Yeah, um, it wasn't all that made might have up. been because um, that was one where he was the bachelor, right? Where he was the one that was getting that was having to pick from all the women. Yeah. Or was oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. It's not bachelorette. Yeah. It's bachelor. You're right. Yeah. No, I think if she if uh, if I can't remember her name right now, but if the most recent bachelorette could have climbed a wall, I think she would have because for a while there, there was uh, seemed like there was no good choice. <laughs> there was no there was no. Uh, None, strategy none of those people end up together, right? It doesn't ever go. I want to say that. Um, I mean, come one on. One of the early ones is still together. Really? Trista and. Really? Um, yeah. Let's see. That blows my mind. Because how could you? Trista and Ryan. Nope. Divorced. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because they don't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Bachelor. Yeah, I guess Trista and Ryan. Uh, Oh, no, maybe they are still together. Let's see. Stay together. Let's see. Couples who are still together. Bachelor and bachelorette couples. Okay, I found a whole yeah. list on people.com. All right. It says here, Kevi, uh, Kevin went and Astrid Locke, Bachelor in Paradise Season 5. Okay, they're he's still a, together? He's a Canadian fireman. She was a... Jeez. Doesn't say what she was. Um, let's see. And In fact, which is where the pair have been living... Oh, they just got married in September, so they're still together. Mm. Oh yeah, no, actually, here we go. They they are still together, Tristan, or Trista and Ryan, and actually, they live in Vale. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, Lindsay and Brian Os Osbolo, Absolo, Abasolo. <laughs> uh, season thirteen. They're married. They got married in 2019. Okay, so maybe this works out for people. But does it really? I mean, does how it can really? It though, right? Come on! There's no way these last. I mean, I don't want to be no. a poo. I don't want to yuck their yum, but I'm telling you, there's just no way. It's all arbitrary and made up. It's a big construct. It is. It is. I mean, if you if you were to trap, uh, you know, basically the woman in the Bachelorette is the only woman that these guys see for like five weeks. Of course, they're gonna fall head over heels in love with her because. You know, she's she's uh, no matter what, she is the only woman that they see for five or six weeks. Yeah, and they're all so. you know they're beautiful people, the the man and the lady, and you know whatever. But how, there's no like lifelong 
Well, I remember when I married your grandmother 50 right, years exactly. ago after Bachelorette number season three. Like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> right, exactly. Doesn't I happen. won your mother's heart fighting over her with 23 other guys because I was the only guy to eat a pig rectum. <laughs> I mean, that is a great grandpa story, if you're going to be honest. <laughs> what, a, what a great meat cute. <laughs> yeah, definitely a meat cute. All right. Uh, well, there you go. That was fun. Now this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go take my vitamins. Your news has upset me greatly. It's the news brought to you by the Transformers reanimated mm. based on the original cartoon series the transformers reanimated bridges the gap between the end of the seminal second season and the 1986 movie that defined the childhood of millions authors yoshi and greg are releasing each issue of their comic series along with cover art by today's top transformers artists free of charge for your reading and nostalgic pleasure check out their first four issues with many more to come by visiting transformersreanimated.com nice uh, Jeannie tuned out for that whole conversation. I don't know if she if, if it was for the. Uh... <laughs> it was for the. Uh, she does not want to hear about Hallmark. She basically says as soon as the word Hallmark Channel comes up, <laughs> she mutes. I can't help it. It comes up. I can't yeah, help whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. You, you know. You, you try living with a Hallmark Christmas show addict. That's right. But we also then talked about the Bachelorette, which probably is okay if you muted that as well. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. I am going to now tell you some news stories that have come up recently here that are very important for our listeners to hear. All right. Yes. Here's breaking a, news, everybody. This just in. Yes. Literally breaking news from LeBron James. LeBron James broke his own bit of news, his own win, let's call it. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, he farted at fans after they asked for an autograph. Hey, did he fart at them? Well, it says at in the headline. I don't okay. know if they, you know, we'll see. Basketball star LeBron James. LeBron James uh, responded to a fan request for an autograph by farting at him while leaving an Oklahoma steakhouse. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Le <laughs> LeBron and fellow basketballer Chris Paul, guy with two first names, uh -huh. were leaving the Mahogany Prime Steakhouse. That sounds good. It does. Mm, in Oklahoma City, uh, when the fans... I think that's how you spell mahogany, though. M-O-H-A-G-A-N-Y. Yeah, I, I think it's M-A-H-O. Yeah, mahogany. Yeah, ma mahogany. it should be mahogany. M-A-H-O-G-A-N-Y is mahogany. So they oh. spelled it. That's MC Ganey's real name. You know that? Before MC Ganey died, he revealed his real name was, was Mo Mohogany. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mohogany. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they're spelling that. That's that is wrong. Is that the maybe it's just the article, not the not the place. Could be. Could yeah. be the restaurant could be spelled like that or yeah. New York Post not known for their uh, quality writing. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, these guys recorded their encounter before entering his waiting SVU, SUV rather, not his special victims unit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> James, that is to say Le LeBron James, lifted his leg and offered a a burst of flatulence so loud it was picked up by the camera's audio from the other side of the parking lot, says wow. TMZ. Uh, it's been a banner week for farting news with uh, Eric Sel Swalwell, the uh, Democratic representative from California, also making national news. Wait, is he in California? I made that up. Uh, after he appeared to <laughs> fart in that interview with host Chris Matthews. Now, I have it on some authority. Yeah. I'm not going to name names here, but I know someone who works around and near Chris Matthews in New York. Okay. Okay. Really? Okay. He doesn't have any confirmation one way or the other, but he or she, this person, told me that Chris Matthews is 
is a little bit of a slob, and it's possible it was him. That's all. Uh-huh. That's all I sure. can say about it. Okay. It's possible right. Ooh, that Chris Matthews you. dropped the bomb that day. He may have been the farter. And dropped us the bomb. Yes. <laughs> and he just timed it so, really well so that Representative Swalwell, or however you say his name, just yeah. timed it perfectly. Who knows? It was timed per- perfectly. Uh, do we have audio of, of LeBron James fart? Uh, we're going to see if this actually plays. So I'm okay. bringing it up right. now. Um, uh, here we go. Okay, I'm playing the video. Now you guys... I'm going to crank it as loud as I can get. In fact, we're going to turn this down. All right, here we go. Set us up the bomb. That was what I was trying to remember. That was what what I was trying to do a callback to, and I couldn't remember that. Yep. Good luck tomorrow at the game, guys. Go Zaire. We're big fans. Ronnie James. (laughs) Oh, there he goes. (laughs) He lifted his leg and everything. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I don't think he was doing that at the fans. I think he was just farting before he got in the car. Yeah, 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 he's doing the polite thing and not farting in the SUV. Yes. You fart before the SUV. Yeah, this but is the rules. You also got to wait a couple seconds too because that fart will home in. You've got to like, <laughs> you got to wait. You got to count uh, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Now you get in the SUV in the. My general rule is a one a one lap around the car. Oh, uh, really? Half lap if it's cold outside. If sure. it's if it's cold, then you'll dissipate quicker. If it's if it's uh, just normal, you know, seventy degree weather, California weather, you walk around your SUV once slowly mm-hmm. to to dissipate your uh, your business and then get in the car. That's how you do it. That's that's a good that's a good practice. Yeah, because everyone else in that car, no matter how nice your SUV is, I'm sure that thing was real nice. I don't mm-hmm. care. You're you're bringing it with you if you don't if you don't take that lap. So hmm. take a lap. It sounds like a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. No, you've got to take the lap. You can't do a partial <laughs> lap, George. Did you take the lap? Did you take the lap? I took the lap, Jerry. I took the lap. <laughs> there was no time to take the lap, Jerry. <laughs> that voice is not. Why did you take the lap? What, what voice is that when you do that? That's more Uncle Leo the... than uh, than George Costanza. Jerry, you're Uncle Leo. Jerry, oh, I love Uncle Leo. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys ever, for real, for you, Andrews, you see me walk around the car, you know exactly what's up. <laughs> I'm not checking I tires. Have, I think we have video of you before you got in that Lamborghini back in uh, at Nertacular 2010. Nine, uh, actually. Doing, oh, that was 2009. Yeah, that's because oh, that's, that, right, that's where the photos came from. Yeah, yeah, we drove over to that park. We found this picture. Um, shoot, I don't have it handy for the chat, but we found this picture of Brian and Tristan. And man, I forgot how young he was then. Holy crap! <laughs> that's Dude. ten years. He was like twelve, but he looks like he's five he's in that t- photo. Man, t- he looks tiny. so young. Yeah, he looks tiny. Carter was the same age, and I looked at some of hers from that year. Just it's yeah. time, dude. Time. Oh man! If I could keep yeah, time in a feel, bottle, I you know I I didn't feel the ravages of time until I saw that photo of Tristan. <laughs> thought, what the heck? Everything. Yeah, this whole time, Brian's like, Scott, you just you know time. <laughs> you overreact. Yeah, overreact. Yeah. But now you feel uh, it. Now you feel it. You get it. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this story. Disney has deleted. Get ready. Ooh, oh, get ready for uh, if you have not watched any Mandalorian, maybe skip ahead. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I don't know that this is a, this isn't it. Is it? It's probably not because this is all over this this thing is all over social media. So if you if you've if you haven't seen it, I'd be surprised. Yeah, it's no big twist in the story. It's just there's a character in the story that now has you know that is super well known now and is gift to, to high heaven. They're everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a bait. Okay, so so all right, you've skipped ahead. Great, well done. If you haven't, I'll tell the rest of you. <laughs> Whatever race Yoda comes from, right? There's a baby one of those 
in the Mandalorian. And by baby, we mean he's 50 years old because they live to be like 900. That's right. It's a Yodamite. Yodamite. There you go. Yodamite. I like that. That's the, that's the race that they're from. He's a Yodamite. That's that weird Australian uh, smear they put on bread, isn't it? Yodamite. He just smiled and gave me a Yodamite sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheese doing a little... Uh, little... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. I come from a land down under. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the... Worst kept secret of the world that there's a tiny little Yoda baby in the movie, in the show, and and we won't tell you any more than that, but here, here's the deal. Disney is deleting baby Yoda gifts over copyright concerns. The Mandalorian uh, finally premiered this month, and uh, anyway, it's been a big breakout hit. People are really liking it, and the big character everyone talks about is this little baby Yoda. In the show's pilot, he encounters this new baby. Turns out to be the baby, or the baby is some sort of unknown species as Yoda. Do, are they unknown? Do, do we not know where Yoda's... We do not know. Yeah, we do not know um, Yoda's race. But all, even, we've, all we've seen is that there's Yaddle, which is another... Another Yoda. Uh, another character, or another being that comes from that, that race. But um, breaking news, as of today, yeah. um, Disney or Giphy has restored the baby Yoda gifts. Oh, good. Disney, you know what that is? Our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> that's that's like two or three lawyers at Disney jumping the gun. They don't understand the internet. Actually, Giphy is saying the the site Giphy is actually saying that it wasn't because of Disney. They said they're stressing that Disney was not responsible. Giphy only pulled the snippets temporarily while it reviewed the situation. The company said in a statement to the BBC. Okay, they just didn't want to get in so, trouble. So it might not be. Uh, Disney related. It might have just been Giphy saying, just eh, just Giphy we... watching their ass is what they were doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yep. they're like you know they're like the YouTube of gifts, and people upload everything there. Mm-hmm. I think gifts, by their very nature, should just be just leave them alone. It's no big deal. Like uh, it doesn't matter what they make a gif of. Don't don't right. go after them. And then D- Giphy shouldn't be nervous. That, that's just the that we are far enough into this internet culture where. I think gifts are safe. They should be safe. That's fair use. Be. It is what it is. Yeah. It's good yeah, enough. I'd agree. Anyway, he's super cute, and uh, we all love Yoda. He is. Yes. His, does, so if does Yaddle... Carter, does if, Carter go, oh, every time oh, when she pop, loves when he pops him. up on screen? She loves yeah. him. Just adores him. When his little hand comes up... How many drawings up, of uh, baby Yoda have... Uh, 10, 12, something like that. Her iPad's overflowing with them now. I'm sure. I'm like I can't imagine she's drawn anything else yeah. since she saw episode one of The Mandalorian. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, and she's done a bunch of buddy pics of her of of Baby Yoda and The Mandalorian, like hanging out. <laughs> of course, she's That's got awesome. she's got one where he's floating The Mandalorian. There's another one where they're just touching fingers, like all Aww. that kind of stuff. She loved the part, like the part. I, she made an audible gasp when he reached up to get the knob off the off oh, the yeah. thing, and he handed him the knob. Yeah. It was adorable. It shouldn't work, but it does. I don't know why it I works. Know. Exactly. Like, Baby Shrek, completely stupid, right? Like, yep. any any other thing where you get a baby version of uh, of a popular character, it's like, oh, what a cash grab, sell toys, yeah. piece of A baby Wookiee would have been stupid. A baby, um, right. just about anything. Mm-hmm. Baby anything would have been dumb. Something about <laughs> it. So you're telling me from even in the prequels when we had Yaddle and Yoda together, uh, there, you know, a couple of Jedi's on the council there. Yeah. Did we not know then what race they were? I mean, we had to know some no. point. It never got. It never got uh, discussed. No one's ever brought it up. No, and it's not even in the like if you, the Wookie 
the Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think uh, the Wikipedia lists. Let's take a look here. I'm pretty sure. Yoda's species. Species. It's a speciest. There's probably um, some theories, right? Some like Yes. Yoda is a Force-sensitive male being belonging to a mysterious species. Uh, legendary Jedi Master witnessed the rise and fall of the Galactic Republic. But... Yeah. Um, Born in 896 BBY, before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, almost 900 years old in the latter days of the Republic. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, got it on with Yaddle and produced a baby. Wait, what? what it is... No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Brian went up. <laughs> Brian snuck up to the edge and then slinked back. <laughs> that is, by the way, for any who are concerned, that is not an actual spoiler of anything. No, I just, I just thought, spoiler, I yeah. thought Brian was blowing my mind. That's what I thought was happening. <laughs> anyway, yeah. he's a cute little booger, and I want one yeah. of my own. Uh, all right, yeah, that's another, that's another three D print thing that's super uh, popular right now. Oh, I'll bet it is. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, Willie Nelson in the news. Uh, a, he's oh, never going to die. He'll live forever. That's no, number one. Exactly. The, if, uh, weed apparently is a a tremendous preservative. <laughs> yep. It's just it's just it's just encasing him in carbonite, basically. <laughs> exactly. Slowly yes. and over time. But anyway, Willie Nelson has appointed himself chief tester at his own brand new weed company. <laughs> Uh, is this news really? Like, uh, like oh, is Snoop Dogg not available? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Seth he's Rogan in, was busy. <laughs> they're both invited to the ribbon cutting, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Then they'll kick him out. I hate his laugh so much. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, Seth Rogen, you're cool. I, I like it. your. It's a genuine. It's a genuine guffaw, man. How could you hate Seth Rogen? I Rogan's hate laugh? it. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> that was actually closer than the one I did. It's gross. It's the worst laugh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I like him because in a lot of the movies, they don't let him laugh like that. Right. And also, he uh, does a lot of production now, which are which is all re- super good. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah. moving on. Here it says, uh, <laughs> it's called Willie's Reserve, by the way, is the name of this thing. It's sure. his own brand. Sure. Company is showing no signs of decline, while the brand's leading taste tester uh, being the iconic singer, sing, singer-songwriter himself. Songer-singwriter himself. Songer-singwriter. <laughs> he talked on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Nelson had been uh, uh, had been yet to find any bad strains of the drug. And uh, let's see. We are more inclined to believe him when he says that uh, or that it has a life-changing effect on him. He says this. I used to smoke two or three packs of cigarettes a day and drink wa- uh, whatever there was to drink. I had pneumonia for four or five weeks. My lung collapsed. I almost died. I said, wait a minute. I ain't getting that high off of Chesterfields. So I throw out the cigarettes, rolled up 20 joints, and stuck it there. I haven't smoked a cigarette since. Uh, 86-year-old country musician icon has been vocalizing as the benefits of marijuana, recreational and medicinal for years. He's even been known to be the only person at, to outsmoke Snoop Dogg amongst the longtime free-spoken weed wow. smokers, which is noteworthy in itself, it says. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I'd be curious as to how many joints a day Willie smokes. Probably. Like, is it the equivalent of a pack a day? Is he smoking twenty joints a day? I wouldn't be shocked. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Because if he says he smokes more than Snoop, Snoop does at least that. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Snoop actually, uh, in a Howard Stern interview, uh, they talked about it. Snoop has a 
person on his staff that he pays just there to roll joints. Just to make his make his weed for him. Just to make just to make blunts. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. That's what a rich yep. gangster does. I'd love to, exactly. It's like I'd like to have personal joint roller money. That's that's my new term for uh, how rich I want to be. I want to have a personal joint roller money. What Even though you, I'm not going to smoke joints. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. What would you what use would be, a guy for? If you had a little assistant guy who did nothing but one job for you that's like that, what would it be? What would you make him do? Uh, clean my resin. Nice. <laughs> Nice. No, what would he do? Uh, it's a euphemism. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good euphemism right there. Clean my uh, resin. Grind my rep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, earn my gold. Grind my rep. How's, how's my Mechagon rep coming? <laughs> that's not bad. I don't pay you. I don't pay you to sit around. Well, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is a this is an actually decent idea. Have them grind yeah. all your rep, and you're in the game. You don't want to exactly. grind. Yeah. Right, exactly. All right, a minute. <laughs> go, you know, go catch everything in the Galar region of Pokemon uh, Pokemon Shield. Yeah. God, I'm loving that game, by the way. I'm oh, loving good. the game. Good, I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Let's do it. Let's do a few days in review here. It's still you still give it an eight or still whatever. It. I've uh, killed I've killed uh, three uh, gym bosses. Just killed them. Okay. <laughs> beaten. All right. I've beaten three three gyms. Okay. Yeah, nobody nobody really to... dies in Pokemon, right? Everyone's lives. Oh God, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, uh, I mean, even your Pokemon faint when, uh, you know, they get beaten by another Pokemon, like scorched to death by a flying Charmander mm. or a Charizard. They, you know, it's like, oh, he fainted. Yeah. Just fainted from all that fire. He's just <laughs> tired. He's okay. Yeah. He will, he'll live. Um, but, uh, no, I've, uh, you know, I'm basically getting now into the middle part of the game, right? The first three gyms are going to be easier to beat because they are... Their weaknesses are the three starters, water, fire, and grass, Yeah, which are also uh, William Nelson's favorite three things. <laughs> That's what he used to call earth, wind, and fire. They didn't right. like it, but... Water, fire, and grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh yeah, I've been, doing, I've been doing raids in there. I have not done raids with other real people, but it brings in um, NPCs to do the raids with you if you don't want to jump online and find people to to play with but you know if there's anybody else in the tadpole we probably should start a little tadpool um post with everybody's share everybody's player number and because i wouldn't mind raiding with tadpoolers i yeah. just don't want to i just don't want to raid with randos yeah randos are the worst nobody wants they randos i guess you don't have to talk to them but at least you don't at least with tadpoolers you'd know Hey, yeah, gonna, it's like, oh, look, there's yeah. TV's Travis, or oh, look, there's, you know. Right, and they're not going to screw the, up or, you know, come troll or do something dumb in there. They're going to play. Right. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah, there is a Pokemon Tadpool, but that's more of a Pokemon Go Tadpool group, isn't it, on, on Facebook, Zoe? I guess Maybe if, I guess some, if there's going to be anybody sharing their yeah. codes, it's going to be in. that. There's going to yeah. be crossover there if there is at all, for sure. For sure. Right? Yeah, okay. All right, I believe you, I, I, I think you have a bright future in tadpool <laughs> tadpool based rating so yeah good luck anyway i'm loving it loving it loving it that's awesome all right yeah. we'll check in later when you get to the big twist just kidding i don't think yeah, there is one. i, I have no idea is oh there a big gosh. twist i have no idea uh don't, i don't know scott uh mm. if there is yeah uh, uh, i haven't reached it yet pikachu but, was always was always the pikachu was a baby he was <laughs> never there i don't know what it would be. <laughs> The Pikachu was a baby. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bill Duran will be here. He may have some advice on the resin. I don't know. We'll talk to him about that and other things. 
with uh, our Making Things with Bill segment. And then jury with jury duty right after that. Justin Robert Young swooping in. We're going to talk about Mayor Pete and uh, some other stuff. So stick around for that. And uh, we'll get around to that in a second. Before that, though, Brian has brung it, and he will play it. Do you have a song? Sure. Yeah, we spent so much of our indie time last week in Melbourne and uh, Sydney, Australia. Let's we're, we're back to the States. Yesterday was a Texas uh, performer. Today is an Omaha, Nebraska slash Council Bluffs, Iowa band, like right in here in the Midwest. Whoa. Um, a band called Names Without Numbers. They are getting ready to release a brand new album December 13th called Silos and Smokestacks. And these guys are great if you're fans of like Jimmy Eat World, The All-American Rejects, uh, Anne Berlin, um, bands like that. They've got kind of like a rock pop, but but kind of an indie rock pop kind of sound. Really good. This is uh, a brand new song that is the first single from the album called The Dragonfly and the Owl. Here is the band, Names Without Numbers. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side.
Hey you guys, time to talk about our good buddies at Netgear. We love Netgear. Ah uh, yes, Netgear. Hey, how old is your Wi-Fi feeling these days? Does it buffer all the time when you're trying to stream stuff? Does connecting new devices to it slow it down? Can it handle all the gaming video calls and large files you're throwing at it? And what happens when you try to do all that stuff at once? Oh man! No good comes from that. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering, eliminate lag while gaming, and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class, you know, like on a plane. Very comfortable. Lay back. Put your feet up. Mm. If you're ready for the west, the west, the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank them for supporting this show. Nobody's going to die tonight or tomorrow. I don't give a hoot. <laughs> we really pulled a boner on this one. The Morning Stream. Yo, that Leave it to Beaver line almost killed me. back everybody welcome back to the program isn't this great i love this guy hold on i'm gonna play him again nobody's gonna die tonight or tomorrow i don't <laughs> give a hoop <laughs> i love that it's like do we want to do another take no uh, we're keeping it going i'm pretty sure that was like some 1930s oh, live thing and they just live radio yeah, yeah. they probably, so probably couldn't do it again probably tonight, didn't even have the option tomorrow to, tomorrow yeah. today tomorrow tomorrow mega man <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Mega Man guy. He's like the Mega Man guy. Play oh. me a little bit of the Mega Man guy. Oh, he's so good. Hold on. Is he here? Yeah. Let's do this here. Mega Man. Here we go. <laughs> this guy. Catman. Went long, wrong one. Hold on. There he is. No, nope, that's not it either. Where is it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mega Man. Oh, I don't have it? You're kidding. What? Oh, here we go. Stop it. I got one. Mega Man. You must go after him. We don't know who he is, and it's dangerous to leave him alone. That's just one of them. I don't know where the other ones are. <laughs> that's a, that's a, oh man, well, there's the, uh, there's the, there's the, that's a good question one. That's a good question, yeah. I do have that, uh, which is right here. That's a good question. But I don't want to, I have one where he really <laughs> screws up the whole time. Yeah, I know, and I wish I could remember what I don't remember the name. I, God, I labeled that bad. I'm sure it's in there. I just can't find it. Uh, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this part of the show. What's this part of the show, you say? Well, it's where we add Bill Duran to the call, and uh, we'll see what he's up to these days. Hold on. He was just here last week. What possibly could we have today? We don't know. We don't uh -huh. know until we Ooh. talk to him, and we'll know Ooh. that in a second after I play this. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. Bill Duran all the way from PunishProps.com and the Pacific Northwest somewhere near Seattle. Hello, Bill. Welcome to the show. 
Good morning, Scott and Brian. Good morning, morning to you. Yes. I was looking through all these How old 2009, 2010 photos because oh I, I was in the mood for, you know, like, hey, look at the decade. How much has changed or whatever? And I found some baby face Bill Duran at Nerdtacular shots that would make everybody just weep a little. They were so cute. That's amazing. Yeah. Aww. Cute Probably little Bill. A lot less gray in the old beard. Yeah, there was no gray, really. And you had like yeah. a cute little goatee unit thing going on there. Yeah. And, and then uh, I started my own business. Yep. And yep. And you were walking around with a camera. And, <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. You and Brittany were like, you had a little booth set up on the far corner of that room. Yeah. Uh, where you were doing photos of everybody. Yep. Yep. It was awesome. And interviewing them. Yeah. It was so cool. Uh, but anyway, those were those were the days. So, Bill, it's nice to have known you for these 10 years or so. Sure is. And uh, we are excited now to hear what you've brung us today. Uh, what are you doing? What are you making? What are you talking about? Well, first of all, we did our Mandalorian helmets a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. the response has been amazing, and people are building Boba Fett and Mandalorian helmet. So if nice. you want in on that, you can check out that video. There's free patterns. It's a super fun project to do with a friend. Uh, and we're having people submit their final ones by the end of the year so we can put a compilation together. So if that sounds fun, I say go do it. Are you tempted at all to make the lady one uh, with the horns on it that does the that takes your your pank- what's it called? Pancreas metal or whatever the hell it's called and yeah. ma- make armor out of it? She's got a pretty rad helmet. It's yeah. really cool, yeah. and a friend of mine is making one, so if I want oh. one, I can just get a casting from him. <laughs> nice. So, nice. yeah, fortunately, I'm all set there. But that one is, that's a really cool design. I like it. Yeah, it's very cool. I think I, I, I stand by my theory that she's Zabrakian. She's got, like, uh, Darth Maul horns under there, Ooh. and that's why you got the horns on the helmet to accommodate them. I, could I like be, it. Yeah, I could be wrong, but anyway. We'll probably anyway. never know because they don't take their helmets off as part of the deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Imagine what those things smell like. Sorry, Bill, go ahead. Ugh, yeah. Part of the code. Yeah, the part of adequate uh, ventilation. <laughs> I have a chapter on that in the new book I'm writing. Oh. <laughs> That's 100% <laughs> true. Oh, I totally believe it. Yeah. I believe it, sure. Why not? Anyway, all right. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about um, a tool restoration video that I was watching. And I've been watching a lot of restoration videos. Uh, and thinking a lot about restoring an object as a form of making. Mm. Um, uh, there's a, I think I mentioned a guy who restores matchbox cars. Super interesting, super fun and satisfying to watch. There's something about restoring, taking something that's clearly like no good anymore and turning it back into what it looked like when it came out of the factory. There's something satisfying both about watching someone do that, but also obviously doing that yourself. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what, too, for video, for content, it's hard to beat that before and after, where before it's just like a rusty old piece of junk that mm-hmm. looks like it would never work again. And then the after photo, you cut right to it. It's all shining at chrome and painted. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat that, both like to do it and, and to see it in uh, in action. Yeah, I like to see that with um, a lot of all these artists I follow and illustrators I follow. I love watching, even if it's not you know time-lapse video or something, just... Let me see your sketch. Like, let's see the roughs. Let's see the mm-hmm. flat, flat mm-hmm. color and ink. Let's see the final. Yeah. Let's see them all like together. I love that kind of comparison. It's not quite the same as restoration, obviously, but it's mm-hmm. still got that feeling of like we started with nothing, yeah, or yeah. you know, what something that looks sort of garbagey, and it turned into this. I love that kind of stuff. It's right. Cool. Um, one of the other cool things about restoration is you actually get to be a little bit destructive. 
especially if the thing you're restoring is like rusty and metal and you can like sandblast it or use paint stripper and toxic chemicals or like a wire brush like you get to be a little a little aggressive Mm -hmm. uh, when you're restoring it um and uh the other fun thing too and i was thinking about this if i if i like made a video where i restored something i would want to start with the worst possible case scenario right Mm -hmm. i'd want an object that's so dirty and so grimy and broken that it no one would ever believe that I could fix it back to its former glory, but then I would. Mm. Like you would want to try. You wouldn't like if I was going to restore a car for myself and I wasn't filming it. I'd want to get one that's as nearly restored as possible, right? Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but if sense. I'm telling a story, I'd want to get one that's awful and was in a car wreck, and I gotta like replace everything on it. Sure. And that makes for a lot a more a more fun thing to to watch. Right. Um, you also sometimes get to rebuild things from scratch. It happens in the tool restoration videos a lot. The tool will be missing a part, and they'll have to, you know, use a lathe to make a new bit or something. Like that planer uh, guy fun. you showed us. The yeah, the, was it a planer? Whatever that thing's called. Yeah, block plane. Yeah, that was rad. Mm-hmm. Right, and there were parts on it. Most of it he could use, but I believe there were a couple of parts he had to make from scratch, which yeah. is super neat. Yeah, that thing was uh, really cool looking. It was super, super dope. Um, there are a lot of people who restore cars on YouTube. I, I watched some. There are guys who will take exotic cars like Lamborghinis and whatnot that have been in an accident and they are totaled. They, they, um, I don't know, they, they got sent to a junkyard or whatever. They're not drivable anymore. And these guys will restore them to be like perfect supercar Lamborghinis. And they have to be really good about that. Uh, very particular about it but you know they, they redo the paint they do any mechanical work it's really cool and interesting work yeah i uh, love watching that fact, stuff and the, the thing is i think they can get that stuff super cheap like a lot of times it's in auctions my, mm-hmm. my dad used to do this he'd go to california and he would get a car that would be if it was in good shape or not busted up he could get a car for like i don't know 10 percent of the normal going rate just because mm-hmm. the frame was just you know had damage or whatever and then he'd bring it home fix it tweak it paint it sell it for way more like that was it was like kind of a little business he did but if your job if your thing was like i make content on youtube and my content is restoring rad cars uh you it's not that expensive like you could do it and then turn those around and sell them again and and, yeah yeah it's pretty cool um if you want a really low budget, you can restore matchbox cars those things (laughs) that's a good way good way to get into it Yeah. yeah yeah So uh, when I was a teenager, um, my dad wanted to restore a 1968 Volvo P1800 sports car, a little two-door sports car. It was the car he had when he was in his 20s. So we bought a few of them and mixed and matched until we had enough parts to build one. But then we completely restored it. Mm. Uh, We took every single part off of it. We stripped all the paint. The bumpers got re-chromed. The seats got reupholstered. Like, this thing looks brand new. And we'd spent like two or three years on it. And it was super cool. I learned a lot while we were doing it. Um, man, I wish we had filmed some of it. <laughs> that would have been great. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it was really, really fantastic. Um, and the, the kicker, of course, is that it um, we were finishing it right when my twin brother and I were turning 16. And that car, my dad was able to get classic car insurance, which is super cheap. But they made him sign a thing specifically stating that neither of his twin teenage boys would ever drive the car. Wow. So we were fighting over who was going to take it to the prom. 
<laughs> and we got our photos for the prom taken in front of that car, but then we had to drive the minivan. To the yeah. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, was it a group date? Like you guys were all together and stuff? It was my, uh, my, me and my twin and our two dates. Gotcha. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did so anybody, plenty. We couldn't have all fit in the Volvo anyway. Did you? Did anybody swap? Go. I don't like her very much. I'm gonna swap today. Let's swap. Did that happen? No. 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 Okay. All right. See if they notice. Yeah. <laughs> See if they notice. Just for one dance. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> says, "Gosh, Bill, you're sure stepping on my feet more than you used to. Weird. Yeah. What happened? Right. You all of a sudden you can dance. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "I want to be a teacher." Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, your brother is anyway. a teacher. He's a great teacher, and he should be. A, uh, yes, people should rave his teaching. Anyway, yes, they should. Yes. Anyway, so that's yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I wanted to mention that we're going to have a sale this weekend at PunishedProps.com with uh, some new stuff in the store and sales on like our Foamsmith books, both print and digital. So if you're wanting to get into some of this fun makery stuff, that's a great place to start. Will there be a Nuka-Cola replica on the store by chance? No, I don't think so. Um, other companies have actual licenses to sell those. So this is one of my oh, favorite. This is one of my favorite things I ever got from anyone ever. I've been I've been talking about it for days now, but I'll say it again because I happen to have it handy here. This is my favorite thing anyone ever made for me or gave me. Uh, so, Bill, mm-hmm. thanks for this. You're welcome. It. I love it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is very cool. And why? Here's the other. Here's the question I have, and this is I'll have this question until I die or until they do it. Why has Bethesda never partnered with a soft drink company to make a limited run oh, yeah. of actual Nuka Cola? They could do it in a heartbeat. There's no problem molding right? a bottle like this. You you guys are idiots for not doing it. We would all buy a case. You're stupid. You're stupid. That is so, a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a tiny bit of insight. Okay. Um, apparently, the way it works is 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 not diff- It's not difficult to get a license for uh, Bethesda products, and it seems like it's upon vendor companies like the Wand Company, who made the really cool Pit Boy kit. It's kind of a, their prerogative since they have the license to develop those types of products. Uh. Um, so it would take a soft drink company that wants in on that to obtain a license from Bethesda. I don't think they have any sort of incentive i don't think they make a lot of money from that stuff gotcha um now they did do a nuka dark rum and there was a comp there is a company that makes novelty liquor bottles they got a license and made a nuka cola rum bottle that was gigantic and plastic and not particularly any good and they filled it with really <laughs> terrible rum i bought one and i have regrets yeah you probably have regrets. there is That's a kind um, of it. it would, i think it would and this is mo- mostly speculation but i do know a little bit about it um i think it would take a software company wanting to do that to make it happen there is a yeah. so there is a new coca-cola quantum jones cola thing on on um amazon mm-hmm. that is not in stock. They don't do it anymore. But apparently this was some, the Jones co- uh, uh, drink company, whoever they are. I've heard of them before, but Jones Soda Company. Anyway, they they apparently did a thing hmm. very briefly. But these don't look like what you made. No, I want no. the they in-game like stuff. Rockets. Yeah, I want mm-hmm. the in-game deal. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah. Do you want to, I have a, a cool in-game thing for you to check out. What do you got? A good recommendation. Yeah. So Colin Furs, YouTuber, maker extraordinaire, he made the rip tire from Overwatch, Junkrat's rip tire. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, he actually made two different ones, <laughs> two different videos on two different versions of the rip tire. If you look up Colin Furs and look up rip tire, you'll find them. Uh, they're bonkers and destructive and terrifying 
and uh, awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. That is terrifying. Yeah. Look, at it's got like metal and stuff. I thought it'd be just uh -huh. some plasticky ding dong, wow. but no. No. <laughs> no, it's legitimately dangerous. And the other one he made is even more so. Wow. All right. I'm yeah. at, oh, look at the, the metal spike stuff. He's got with like the mm -hmm. sheet metal on the side. Someone's gonna die with that. Yeah, that is gonna. That he has to have cut his hands like a bunch of times making that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. All right. Well, I, I always like this bonus stuff. Go check him out. That's uh, let's see, Colin Furs. Furs with a Z in it. Yeah. Z E. Uh, he's on YouTube, and like you said, you can just Google it, and you will find it. That's fantastic. As always, Bill. Good to have you here. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving week. Enjoy the holiday, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Take care. Bye, see Bill. You, Bill. Oh, punishprops.com. I should tell people that. So cool. Punishprops.com. Uh, uh, Chinbeard on Twitter. Give them all the give them all the props. Get it? Love the give the props. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. The propers. Pretty good. <laughs> give them all his propers. That's why we get the big money. Uh -huh. Made a good good line like that. Uh, let's see. Justin is on his way in. Can we get a little do do delete dt from this guy? Hell yeah. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Oh, and this. Gotta play that, because uh, today is, uh, in particular, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about, at yeah, least partially sure. about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. One, Justin Robert Young, all the way from beautiful downtown, not downtown, wherever it is, Oakland, California. Hello, Justin. Eh, close enough to downtown. Yeah? Are you right down yeah. in it? Are you uh, part of the jet set there in Oakland? <laughs> Well, considering our city hall is currently besieged by uh, uh, tents of both actual homeless and uh, people that are protesting the city's treatment of the homeless, I don't know if, if Jet Set is quite uh, how you would describe downtown Oakland at the moment. Wow. But okay. It certainly is. Uh, it certainly is is where I live. What is the deal with? Uh, uh, not that we can. This isn't our topic today. But I'm just. What's it, the deal? Everybody everywhere else always talks about Bay Area homelessness is just like off the charts yeah. bad right now. Is that true, or are people blown? You know, because sometimes you hear news about a place and you think. Does nothing but flood in New Orleans. That's all it does is flood. We don't know anything yeah. else but flooding. Mm -hmm. But I, right. I always have the feeling, obviously, things are more nuanced. So is it really the worst it's ever been in homelessness? Is it like at the, you know, the peak there? <laughs> well, you know, it's like, um, you know, people just assuming that everybody in Florida deals cocaine. Mm. Sure. Uh, I certainly, now that I've lived many other places, most of the coke dealers I've met lived in Florida, <laughs> but oh. certainly not everyone. Okay. Right. Uh, and and I would say that the homelessness in the Bay Area is the worst I've ever seen in any place that I've lived. But it's it's not quite the uh, the the hellscape that I think uh, is is sometimes portrayed. Part of it is you guys just have great temperatures there mostly year round, and people always don't well, i'm sure some people mention it but you don't hear it mentioned a lot that you know if you have temperate climate you're going to end up with people who are more comfortable stuck outside all night and extremes I like mean, you yes know. yes yes and no uh, a part of the thing with san francisco is that it's tiny it, yeah. it really it's seven miles by seven miles there's not a lot of room so if you have a high homelessness population it's just going to show up more uh you know by the numbers and by the real estate there are some other stuff that I'm sure politically you could get into on exactly how much 
is homeless rehabilitation? How much is, you know, uh, how how helpful in the tenderloin are the needle swaps? Right. Right. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's uh, I think very good conversation to be had around that. But ultimately, the the tent cities out here are are insane. You know, and and part of it is rising housing prices. There's a lot of money out here, and uh, it's it's uh, you know we would not be able to live out here if we didn't have a rent control department. Oh like, right, uh, yeah. It is, it is even Oakland, and we have moved to Oakland six years ago. Yeah. Uh, that's it's it's a, a very very expensive, but yeah. Uh, now, look, there's questions about how the city is going to handle it, and and also uh, mismanagement of money. That you know, there's apparently some money that came in that went missing. And yeah. this is the same city that couldn't keep a, a police chief two years ago because uh not only the deposed police chief, but also his two successors had all had sex with the same underage hooker. Whoa. Oh, geez. Really? Jeez. Yeah, Google that one, kids. I have not heard of that one. That's pretty sweet. Not yeah. in a bad in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> sweet in a bad way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong word I used. All right. Well, uh, all, that's all well and good. Let's talk. It's not well and good. It needs to be better. So hopefully, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I can't remember whether or not the hooker was underage. Now that I think about it, but yeah. it, it just felt good to yell. So, so I, I, I will qualify that until somebody, uh, until somebody finds, <laughs> the, uh, finds the receipts. Yeah. Sidebar: Was she underage? <laughs> Citation needed. Um. All right. Speaking of citations, not really. Uh, I wanna. I wanted to briefly just discuss this idea that, um, you know. Somebody like uh, we, we talk about politics on this segment on Tuesdays. Typically, we do. Um, yes. It's not always, you know, us pulling our hair out and yelling about it. Sometimes it's just a nice, um, easy conversation about aspects of it. And I think that might be what today is. So Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg. Uh, sorry. I always think of the Trump thing when he does it. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Um, Buttigieg. He's... <laughs> I hate that so bad when he did that. Anyway, and the funny thing is that he doesn't even, or his husband doesn't pronounce the name that way. It's uh, they, they, I think there is a very laissez-faire uh, attitude toward the pronunciation of their name. They're they're just fine as long as it starts with a B. I think there are. Right. I would have taken the other guy's name if it was me. I, I don't know what his name is. But yeah, it could have been something really bad. Yeah, it could have been. But if it's like, yeah, less... I don't know. I don't know what Chasen's. Oh, geez, would it be? Yeah, here's where a bunch of white straight guys struggle. Um, <laughs> is it called a maiden name? I'm yeah, maiden sure. name. Well, I don't know if you well, do that with the gay with the yeah, with the gay exactly. relationship. With the gay marriage. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we were having my daughter and I were having this conversation the other day. If you do, you have bachelor parties. Uh, no. be- before uh, I would assume so. I would assume that okay. that's, that's that's more about just celebrating a single life before you you join your life. So do you call them that, or do you call them? Does anyone have a shower? No. Well, I mean, I guess you could do whatever the hell you want. I think that's the larger point, right? The yeah. meta point is that you can do whatever you want. Right. Uh, I don't know if there are societal norms uh, for that, but I don't know why. I mean, they're both bachelors. Yeah. And you probably, yeah, I mean, it's probably just up to each individual, like, I'd like to have a bachelor party and just kind of celebrate. Yeah, me too. All right, we'll each have our own little bachelor parties before we... Yeah, I always looked at those as more of a of of a a, a celebration of your single life, yeah, and right. less of a like let me get away from this person a debauchery a night of yeah exactly yeah how how drunk you get and what strippers you have are up to you good luck 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So oh, here's the official pronunciation. Boot edge edge. All right. There you go. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he he's risen in the polls while others, notably Joe Biden, has dropped uh, significantly, although he's still ahead technically, but significant point drop while uh, Mayor Pete seems to be rising in the polls. And nobody else seems to be rising at that rate. And so I wondered if that meant anything, if that if that's actually a reliable sign of anything like a change or that he's going to take the lead or, you know, that he that he that he's polling better with certain demographics and others and that sort of thing. Like, what does that mean? So. All right. Let, let's let's clarify exactly what we mean here, because in terms of national polls, Biden is still far ahead. Okay. Uh, he is uh, right now, according to the Real Clear Politics average, uh, at nine point eight percent ahead of his nearest competitors. The problem is, is that for the primaries, we do not vote nationwide. We vote state by state, and oftentimes the result of those elections wind up feeding into the next election, which feeds into the next election, which feeds into the next election. Yeah. In this cycle, there's going to be Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. And South Carolina. So let's go through those one by one. Currently, uh, Pete Buttigieg, again, heretofore unknown mayor from South Bend, Indiana. And my God, talk about some boy named Sue stuff that the first you know mainstream gay candidate is, has butt in his last name and is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> um, also, but see, okay, sorry, keep going. I'm just saying. No, I'm no, just no, saying. That it. man has that. That's that. That is that is some. He, he's there's not going to be a lot that he hasn't heard. Is right. all I'm saying. Right. I uh, get it. That dude is running at 5.7 percent ahead of his closest competitor, which is right now Elizabeth Warren. Oh wait, no, 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 Bernie Sanders in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, let's look at New Hampshire. In the most recent New Hampshire poll, although Warren is still uh, up in terms of the Real Clear Politics average. By a razor thin 1.7, uh, it is Mayor Pete that was ahead by a lot in a St. Anselm poll, 25% to 15%, and is only behind by 1% and ahead of Joe Biden in both those polls, uh, 14 to 13%. So he is surging in the early states that are actually going to vote. That matters. It matters a lot because... I don't know, no matter how much Joe Biden is leading in South Carolina, and right now he is in the mid-double digits there, that's the fourth state to vote. And I don't know if he can place third in those first two and then do whatever he does in Nevada and then have winning South Carolina mean something. That just might look like an outlier by the time that it actually comes to fruition. His, his reasoned approach and and the way he like responds to questions in the debates and the way he talks in general holds himself in general at the early parts of this uh process i would have said well that's not going to go anywhere you're just going to be boring and no one's going to care this is you know if this is a democratic referendum on trump well you're going to have to be a little more bombastic than this and whatever but i actually get this feeling that he is starting to appeal to more people because of that approach it's almost like we're tired we've had it we'd just like someone to talk normal to be reasonable with their responses to say something that makes sense to not be a freak show and i know there are people who who really like bernie and really like warren and really like others but they've got their freak show elements right they've got their their spaz out freak out kind of 
moments or well, aspects. Well, I mean, is it? I, I really don't know if, in terms of temperament, there's much of a difference between Elizabeth Warren and Mayor Pete, or even Joe Biden, for that matter. I think that they are all capable politicians that have their strengths and weaknesses. Effectively, where the lines that I think will actually matter for people as they go to the polls is the politics. And Mayor Pete has seen his rise in poll numbers uh, go up as he has more clearly defined himself as a moderate. Mm. He is is trying to play in that moderate lane. He is doing so more effectively uh, recently, at least in the early states, than Joe Biden, who continues to be ex- extraordinarily old and prone to <laughs> slurring through his words. Extraordinarily old. <laughs> I mean, he is for, for, for this. I mean, he's running at 77, right? 78, I believe. 78, he would be. Geez. Well, I don't know. No, I think Bernie might be the oldest. I know that Joe, uh, Mike Bloomberg is only a few months behind Biden. The, the, hmm. the difference is this is that Biden tracks as old. Yeah. Right? Oh, he yeah. Plays older. Yeah. Uh, and they've done their best, man. The Biden campaign, the, there was a big story that came out recently about how uh, Biden has lived through his stutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they tried to play off like, oh, he's not like senile or anything. He's just as a stutter. And as he's getting older, it's a little bit more pronounced. Well, cool. I'm glad everybody who read the magazine article can have a better thought about it. And also, I have a stutter. I stutter through stuff. Anybody who listens to my stuff knows that I stammer and stutter through things. Well, it's a I. stammer, not a stutter. But yeah. Yeah. You don't stutter. You stammer. You don't even stammer okay. that much. You're one of the, you're well, you're an articulate de- uh, uh, delivery mechanism for words. You do okay. All I'm saying is that that took a long time to get over, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I I am sympathetic to it, and I I, I do not take uh, folly in anybody who has that kind of condition that affects their daily life, right? Nor do I suggest that I have sent something that bad. However, uh, I don't know how much it means for somebody running for bread. Right. Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I, I, you know, people ask me, well, where are you at with all this? And I keep, I don't know, I lean toward Buddha Judge because I like his, I don't know, I just like Have the you guy. seen the dance? I have seen the dance. It didn't are bother me. Are you going me. to learn the dance? No, I don't want to learn the dance. You know Can what you it just is? Try to learn the dance, though. It's nice to see a guy who seems a if little moderate. If you support Buddha Judge, you have to learn the dance. <laughs> oh shit! Well then, I'll <laughs> then forget it. I'm voting for Cheeto again. <laughs> no, I just I want to see a guy who or or lady, I don't care, uh, who's who's got a, a little bit more of a moderate take, who's also not a thousand years old, who I, I think it's a big plus. He served in the military. Um, we don't really get those anymore because we don't have we have different kind of wars now, but we're starting. To I, I'll tell you what I have loved, absolutely loved that Mayor Pete and Tulsi Gabbard have gotten into it on foreign policy in these last few debates because it I find it just personally refreshing that we actually have people on a presidential debate stage arguing about military policy that actually served in the military recently. Yeah, and in in wars that happened within our our generation and aren't you know a, a vietnam or world war Two or whatever like this is i think refreshing because they when they talk about these issues they don't talk about them in terms of the general's perspective they talk about it in terms of the infantryman's perspective right which opinion. is how it used to be for another generation of of you know people that would then run for president people like bob dole people like george bush senior people like 
um, others who I can't think of. Well, Clinton, Clinton was really the the, the shift on that, yeah. where all of a sudden distinguished military service was not an issue, uh, or at least a disqualifying issue in the way that it once was, and that was part of his generational appeal. Yeah. So I, for whatever reason, I just like a. It feels like he's a, like a weird return. It's ironic. It's ironic that he is literally the 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 the, the country's first openly gay. I say openly because I know there were some in there. They just weren't open. Anyway, openly gay candidate for president. And yet I feel like he's speaking the most to my cons my conservative leanings that aren't. I don't mean current Republican Party leanings. I mean my my fiscal conservative conservatism, which some would laugh at because they think that his Elizabeth Warren stuff is just like hers or the things he has about uh, economics are just like hers. I'm just saying I like a little more moderate approach to things. And it's funny, it's the gay guy who's giving me that. I mean, just from a just from a flat, like, bird's eye perspective, that's an amazing thing. <laughs> that the, the gay guy is accomplishing the things that I normally expect from the not gay people, because now it turns out what I expect from the not gay people, especially on the right these days, is just abject dickery and uh, homophobia and racism and shit like that. So so you so what you're saying is that you're not fully endorsing Pete, but yet you are not fully rejecting Pete. Would it be safe to say that you are Mayor Pete Curie? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I mean, I dabbled a little bit with Mayor Pete. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm boot edge edge curious. Although, although, by the way, ironically, uh, he has certainly not found his uh, experimentation in college, or at least with current college students, because he is somebody that is. Uh, very quickly being labeled as, uh, you know, a, a moderate in, in the worst sense of the words. The, the, the progressives right now uh, smell an, a, a time where socialism, or at least a more uh, a collectivist, redistribu re redistributive uh, policy could actually have a fair shot in terms of a national election. Bernie is a champion there. Warren, to a certain extent, is a champion as well. Although her Medicare for all latest stuff is, is not exactly heartening for many of them. Right. Uh, but Mayor Pete is the enemy of that. Mayor Pete is the the person that swoops in at the 11th hour. And despite the fact that there is very obviously a political revolution uh, under underway, is going to short circuit it by way of the exact same moderate policies that have dominated the Democratic Party for the past several decades. And and so you're seeing a tremendous amount of opposition to him, at least from the progressive side. Yeah, I totally get that. I just if I'm if I'm to vote today, I think he gets my vote. If I'm to vote in uh, November of 28 or uh, excuse me, of 2020, uh, I'll vote for anybody else. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who's there. Whoever wins this primary. Good job. I hope you're alive. If it's one of you old folks, I hope you're living. I so wait a minute, hold on. Let me let me ask you this this question. Like, is so so there's no amount of progressivism that you would would find, you know, like not to say that you would vote for Trump, but you would just no. not vote. No, I would. Uh, no matter what, I would vote. And and no, because here's what I I mean. I think this is what happens. Like, even if something here, even if if Bernie wins, he's not going to go in and. On day one, everyone's uh, college debt is paid for. All billionaires pay a huge tax rate that gets redistributed in, in, into services and programs. 
and we're all going to have free health care. It isn't going to happen, if at all, during his during a Bernie uh, administration. I just think that's a realistic thing to believe. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, maybe we get inroads. Maybe we get pushes toward better systems, smarter systems, all that. Maybe that's all true. Um, but no, none of them are. If Bernie gets the nomination, I'm voting Bernie. Um, if if some independent is running and is seems super cool to me, he's probably not going to get my vote because I would really rather play the odds and have the best chance of kicking the giant rotting horse testicle that is Donald Trump out of office. <laughs> so for me, I'll take whatever. I really will at this point. And, and, and by whatever, I don't mean circling all the way back to somebody as bad as him, but anybody in the current crop is probably okay. I don't like Gabbard very much. Um, I'd prefer she didn't go all the way, but I don't think she's gonna. I like Warren just Wait, what, fine. What, what, what don't you like about Gabbard? Is she the one? Maybe I don't want to get her mixed up with anyone else. She's the Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. She's the Hawaiian. She is. She is indeed the Hawaiian. Okay. I don't like all her. Let me go on uh, Fox News and act like a ding dong alt writer while I'm running as a Democrat. <laughs> Wait, how is she acting like a ding dong alt right? <laughs> anytime, anytime anybody goes on Tucker Carlson, I check out. It's like, I can't deal with you wherever you are. If you're on so Tucker your, Carlson, your your voting is based on Tucker Carlson's booking on Fox. One TV. tiny little aspect of it, yes. If car if if somebody books themselves on Tucker Carlson to defend themselves or to whatever it is, you're gonna get way less of my attention than if you didn't, because you're basically it's like saying it's like me taking you seriously. It's like me taking your your marriage or your divorce seriously because you aired it out on the Jerry Springer show. I can't take it seriously. It just sends me into like, all right, well, see ya. I can't do it. That is fascinating because I don't imagine that you watch Tucker Carlson. I have before. I hate, I can't stand him. I don't make so a habit. You can't out of stand it. him so much that you watch his. Show. I, no, I'd seen it before. I'm what <laughs> I'm saying is I'm basing my dislike of it on having seen it. So I didn't just not like it because I saw a clip on YouTube or something. I don't. I really dislike what he does, and every time I hear about him, I have to kind of just ignore it. I cannot stand hearing about anything Tucker does, and so I think he's an absolute douche, and he does damage, real damage, to people who tune into that show. So it is amazing. It's he's not the only like one. The, he's not the it, only one, but he's one it, of them. It's kind of like the Doctor, like from Doctor Who, that. Whoever regenerates into that time slot on Fox News just inherits all of the animosity of the last person that was in that time. Slot. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like. Uh, we'll do it live either. What's his name? Uh, yeah, O'Reilly. Right? Yeah. Pacific. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I, I really dislike Glenn Beck, who also I think either had that time or a similar time. Nah, slot. he was he was in the in the in the uh, afternoon. He was oh, like was he? But, oh, but, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's the same yeah. same diff. I those just that whole thing. Uh, you go ahead and lump Lou Dobbs in there. They, they, and it's not just Fox News people, but I cannot stand what they do for a living. It makes me sick and gross out, and I hate it. So, yes, I don't like her partially because, well, mostly because, maybe entirely because she went on Tucker Carlson. Boom. Boom. Dropping the yeah. hot truth bomb. I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting way to make a decision. I mean, uh, look, there are people right now mad at me who will probably email and say I'm quitting the show 
because I mean that's fine. And and look, if if they if they, like the only thing stupider than you saying that you wouldn't consider somebody for president because they appeared on the Fox News channel is the person emailing you saying they're not listening to the show because you won't <laughs> vote for somebody because you watch them on the Fox News channel. I, I so, agree. And by the way, trust me, there is no honor in taking a moral stance on top of whatever this moral stance. But is. but but trust me, even though Shepard Smith's gone, any 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 other of their like news based shows. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Whatever. Like, go on Chris Wallace. Go on... Um, who's that other guy? I forgot the other news-focused dude. Anyway. Brett Bear. Brett Bear. He's cool. Yeah, one. he's all right. Yeah. Like, go... Fine. That's fine. I don't care about any of that. Yeah, I mean, look. Like, obviously, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity are columnists, effectively. They are five-day-a-week columnists in which they fill out their hour of programming by giving hot takes and opinions and interviewing people that they can either comically disagree with or agree with enough to reinforce the uh, uh, confirmation bias of the people that are tuning in. It's why they are able to sell so many my pillows. Mm -hmm. But uh, Tulsi Gabbard goes on uh, Tucker Carlson because she can't get airtime other places. Uh, Tucker Carlson books Tulsi Gabbard because like Bernie Sanders, she is willing to criticize the Democratic Party. Uh, she is also very strident. And uh, so for the conservative audience that likes Tucker Carlson, they enjoy somebody from inside the Democratic Party criticizing the Democratic Party. And for Tulsi Gabbard, if that's the largest audience she can get booked in front of, and uh, there is an element of her anti-war message that resonates with people, then I don't know how you can blame her for doing it. Like, uh, her job is to get elected president to get elected president. You have to be known by people. And if that's the place where she can reliably get in front of the most amount of people, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a, a moral tragedy that she goes. No, I don't either. I just hate his show and hate him and don't like people to go on there. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's like, I, I, I get your point I, for all practicality reasons. It makes perfect sense why she would go on there. I totally get it. But, that By the means- way, do you know that the MyPillow CEO was a crack addict and he was so addicted to crack that his crack dealer told all the other crack dealers in his town to not sell him crack? And then he went to go try to buy crack with a fake uh, or with a hoodie over his head and he couldn't buy crack from the other crack dealers. Is this true? And then his crack really? dealer was in his house and he took a picture of him uh, strung out on crack to say, hey, look, this is going to be the last time that you ever look like this. Did you know that about no. the guy? Is this no, true at all? The guy that the big cardboard cutout dude that you see everywhere, right? The yeah, the cardboard. yeah. No, look that up. That's all real. That's not a joke. Like there's oh, that's that an actual insane. that's an actual thing. I don't know what to make of that at all that you just said. That's crazy. I'm going to. I am going to look that up. I don't know, but I am addicted to my my pillow. I love it so much. What is a my pillow? I don't even know what that is. What is it? It's like it's like the 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 Casper of pillows. And do they put you put them? It's not like like it's not like a flight pillow. It's like a regular pillow. No, 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 no. no. It's like a memory foam thing. Uh, but the 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 dude is very front and center in all of his own. Uh, yeah. Marketing. He did a big uh, infomercial that was like part of the reason why his brand launched. Uh, he is very open about his addiction to and recovery from crack cocaine. And uh, he uh, uh, is a gigantic Trump uh, backer to the point where he was like, he got the coveted seat right next to Donald Trump during some like business oh, summit. I'm shocked by this. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that so, a, a guy with that sketchy of a past uh, but figured out how to make money on a pillow. I cannot believe 
that he's buddies with Trump. What a what a wacky world we live in. Shocking, shocking. So All right, let me ask he you needs this: to just you know, do what South Dakota did, and the new My Pillow slogan should be "Crack." I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice callback, by the way. That's pretty good. Thanks. Thanks. All right, so let me ask you this uh, final uh, uh, little uh, question here, and I forgot what go. it was. Crap. What was it? It was about this very thing we were just talking about it before. Crack. The- oh, did you see the interview? <laughs> the interview with Papa John where he says he ate 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. All I could think of was you. You're the only person I thought of when I heard that. And I went, oh, Justin's going to like tear this apart and like play clips of it and go nuts with it. I mean, I don't know exactly how much it fits into politics, but it certainly is something that I found enjoyable. Whatever anybody can brag about the amount of pizza con- pizza consumption in a in in a certain period of time and say it in a menacing tone meant to strike fear in the hearts of his enemies. Uh Look, there's obviously something going on with Baba John. That dude is <laughs> that dude's jacked. got some problems. Yeah. Uh he obviously has gotten kicked out of his own company. Uh he's got some issues with race. Mm-hmm. And uh just do yourself a favor if you have not uh yet or recently just Googled Papa John drunk. Uh, <laughs> the internet littered, littered with pictures uh, specifically of uh, Louisville uh, college students uh, taking their selfies with just a annihilated Papa John. Wow. <laughs> like that dude likes to get it on when yeah. he is watching Louisville basketball and football games. That sounds about right. This interview is great, though, because it starts with him. Well, the clip I saw starts with him saying, look, I had 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. And the idea was he was trying to talk about how he said eight, not just had eight. So it was confirmation that he says that he's yeah. eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days. And it was his way of saying the guy that took over Papa John's is a is a fraud and a whatever and is the worst CEO of ever. And he doesn't understand pizzas at all. And the guy says, well, what is he doing? What's what's the problem? He says, oh, you wait and see. Stay tuned, he says, and then laughs. and then nods Well, and that's the funny thing is that then the TV reporter says, why not break it now? which the tone of that dude's voice, I might be wrong, but this is my gut instinct, is that Papa John promised that dude that he would tell the story. And so that's why they came down. That's why they lit the set. That's why they started asking questions. And then he hits them with the stay tuned. And just the indignancy on that reporter's voice, where he's just like, why don't you say it now? Yeah, like, like, you, like we agreed. Tuned. Yeah, like we agreed via email a two, uh, three days ago. <laughs> say it now. Anyway, exactly. It's a riot. Like, I will, but I really have to take a poop because yeah. <laughs> I've been eating so much pizza lately. Uh, it was my Stay tuned things. after this deuce. Best thing of this week, that thing. All right. Uh, Papa's big treat. Now, here's what I'm looking forward to. Next week when we have Justin on, we'll have a little extra uh, something for you. Uh, that is to say a uh, cool preview slash trailer for his hot new podcast series which uh, is going to be big. We're really excited about it. Is there anything else you want to say about it today? Uh, Yes, I I do. All right. Uh, So it's called Raise the Dead. It is a history podcast that tracks the 1960 election of uh, Richard Nixon versus John F. Kennedy, which you might say is, oh, my God, those two ran against each other, or, oh, my God, all I really know about that election is the fact that it was the first televised debate. What I can tell you is what you don't know about that election would have made the election of Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton far more understandable. You are going to learn of a lot of different parallels between those two races, and you're going to learn a lot about both Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy. 
And right now, you can listen to a preview of the first episode on the Politics, Politics, Politics uh, podcast. So go over there right now. I just put it up this morning. So far, the the, the feedback has been awesome, which I'm very, very happy to hear. Uh, uh, but go check it out. You can listen to the first episode uh, there right now. We're going to have the trailer on TMS next week, and the feed launches next week. But you guys know how we roll here. We're going to all need to subscribe to this new feed on Tuesday <laughs> next week. Because Gaming the, only, the system. <laughs> the only way. Look, I mean, all right, let, let's, let's be honest here. Any podcast like this that launches, they launch on a big network. How did Serial, did, did, did Serial start from uh, just, oh, randomly some lady People decided that she was going to go do this thing? No. It launched out of This American Life. It had a gigantic platform to start with. I believe that what we do here on Frog Pants, what we do here on Diamond Club, what we do here on all the other shows that we're affiliated with is just as good as anything else. And I made this show as a tribute to show that you guys, that we can create content at the level of these other big networks. But here's what those other networks have old growth audiences that have been around forever that they can get a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of their total audience and it can go to number one on iTunes. We, if we all bound together, we can do it. But we all have to do it at the same time on uh, Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. We're going to play that whole trailer here. We're going to do all we can to make it happen. And then somewhere off in the distance, if you listen close enough, you'll hear this. Whoops. Hold on. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh, man, that's too bad. Hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, my file quit working. Hold on. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. All right, we're going to fix that because this is too good. And Scott's going to, uh, what does what uh, Jenny say? Uh, do the bit, stick to the bit, live by the bit. Commit, yeah. commit, commit to, the bit. to the bit. All right, here it is. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, Jeannie says everyone who heard the debate said Nixon won. Everybody who saw the debate said Kennedy won. Not only is that not true, but. Uh, I will I will prove it in uh, without a shadow of a doubt that that is one of the most apocryphal things said about that debate. It's a ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Not only is that untrue, but I will over the next course of the next six episodes, I will prove it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, wait. So now now after we do this Tuesday, after we all get in there, subscribe in the distance, you'll hear this. I don't know if I want to call it a labor of love after this year. Oh, uh, Todd Cochran. <laughs> Todd Cochran. What are you going to do? Boy, uh, it probably wasn't yes. worth it. All right. Hey, uh, well done. Uh, that's great. And I can't wait for it. Very excited. Uh, I will have listened to the entire series before then. So y'all are suckers. All right. And who, wants to, to, who wants to think that's it? That's not. You don't think it's going to happen? I do. It's going to happen. You I, haven't listened to any of it yet. You've had it for weeks. I know. So I know. know. Now's the time. It's still sitting in my inbox going, hey, Scott, ready to go. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I mean the uh, the I alternative. Can you, I can send you newer versions, and I can send you the final episode. Oh, you should do that cool. then. Um, but but uh, I could come on here and go. Oh yeah, I heard the first episode, and you know what Justin would do? He'd go, "Oh really? What happens in it?" Or you'd say, "What'd you think about that part with the hat oh, yeah? and the beard?" <laughs> and I'd go, "Oh, oh that part. Oh, I really like that part." And you'd say, "There was no part with a beard." <laughs> I would not do that. I would. I'm. I am so emotionally fragile about this project. That I would. If anybody says anything nice, I'm just like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> 
Well, if I am not my normal combative person for persona when it comes to uh, uh, getting this out here, I've worked too long on this thing to do anything but just meekly bow. Well, I it, it's clear to me that you've thrown your guts into it, so uh, we're 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 happy to be uh, that morning sounding board for this thing. So let's see how we do. I'm very excited. Justin Robert Young, you can find him at Justin R Young on Twitter. Uh, DiamondClub.tv. Yeah. What else? Anything else you want to say? That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Go get the first uh, episode. Listen to the first episode uh, of Raise the Dead on the Politics 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 uh, uh, feed. So wherever you get the uh, podcast, just search for Politics Politics Politics. Yeah, you might as well subscribe there while you're there and yeah. then listen to that episode. Nice. The jury will now retire. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. There you go. I mean, we're not opposed to pimp pimping each other. We. Of course not. not no, the word I mean, pimp. I'm trying to stop using word, the yeah. word pimp. What's a better term than pimp? Can you give What's me one? I think, you know what? Let's pimps took the word. We're taking it back. Are we taking it back? Because th- did <laughs> they take it? it? I didn't know they took it. No, I thought, no. Okay. It, that's what they've always been called. <laughs> um, promote. I mean, it's promote is the, you know, what? Uh, plug. Plug? Oh, plug's all right. Yeah. Plug your plug. thing. Got anything love. to plug? Yeah. How about this pimp line here? A pimp's love is very different from that of a square. Collins. Oh, I don't remember where that was from, but there's something about a pimp. <laughs> I don't know what I like. Collins. <laughs> Quiet down, you. All right. You're reprimanded. That's your show. Thank you for joining us. Patreon.com slash TMS is where we need your help. We really do. Patreon.com slash TMS. I said yesterday I was going to have a website up for this week's uh, tomfoolery uh, regarding our, our big long stream. It has a name now and a logo even. Brian put one together and it's super rad. It's called The Morning Stream Presents Jack Friday. Because of all right, the Jack stuff Friday, because it's not Black Friday, it's Jack Friday. Jack Friday. No euphemism whatsoever yep. implied. Just sounds, like the morning It sounds like a, like a detective agency, doesn't it? Jack Friday. Jack Friday. That's right. I carry a badge. Yep, that's right. Anyway, we're going to be there. We're going to have guests. We're going to have prizes, live streaming, lots of Jackbox mm-hmm. games. November 29th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We keep saying 8, but it's 9. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mountain time. We're gonna raise money for Heart Crate and for kids in the foster That's system. Right. Cause Heart- I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, uh, you know, get my way in that morning. You gotta mm-hmm. go see how uh, how I'm doing. Yep. That's after absolutely Thanksgiving true. and after a day of going to freaking Maggiano's Italian. Mm. Oh, how was that? Was it good? Oh, it was delicious. But what'd you, know, you get? Some big pasta. I thing. did salad and then I did um, an order of uh, ravioli oh. with um, marinara because Alfredo is the devil. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. But it's the devil. It'll kill you. Uh, so good. Yeah. Good job. Good. You even, you even, I mean, you did the moderate thing. Nice, nice, nicely done. Yes. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we And said. then I, oh, I haven't been, I haven't even talked about what I've been doing for my workouts on the recumbent bike. Cause, you know, I was doing the, uh, the VR thing and watching Netflix or mm-hmm. um, doing the, the roller coaster race game thing. Mm-hmm. There is now a, a thing called VZ Fit, V Z F I T, that works with Oculus Go, works with Oculus Go and Quest. Okay. You have a little clip that you put on your pedals, and as you're pedaling, it's like you're 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 driving a tank and shooting other tanks. And wow, this thing is freaking amazing. It is like completely, um, gotten me so pumped in the mornings to go do the. Uh, to go do my recumbent bike workout. I'm into it. I want to see this. That's I want to use really that. Really cool. Yeah, VZ Fit. I think it's um, what is it? It's VIR Zoom is the website. So V I R Z O O M dot com is the 
virtual reality. Yeah, they've got the bike thing. It works with Google Maps. So like you can ride your bike along the Colorado River or down, um, uh, you know, down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, it anyway. seems awesome. I want to I want to get more into those things. I also yesterday they um, or day before anyway, the Oculus Quest got the uh, update that lets it tether to your PC if you want to. Oh, really? Use it as a rift so you can. So it's still oh, it's a little cool. wireless thing and does all the stuff. Yeah. But if you want, you can just take a USB-C connector or cable. Um, although apparently you got to get the right cable because it needs to be the right. Not only right, it needs to be both data and power, but it also has to be some mm. third thing. I forget. Okay. But anyway, they're out there. You just they're kind of sold out right now. But anyway, you get that cable, and then suddenly it just be now it's just a, like a desktop rift, and you can run all your big fancy expensive PC VR experiences. As well huh. as your little portable Quest ones, it's the best value in VR, Brian. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, more on that right. as I uh, fiddle around with it. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if uh, one of the places gets the Oculus Quest uh, discounted for um, Black Friday, like Kinja Deals or something like that. That'd be cool. Exactly. Someone to keep an eye out for it. But nice. I'm not buying a full price. I'm waiting. Waiting. Buy it discounted. I'm fine with the you know the Oculus Go is fine for right now for what I want. I just really want to play some of those. Like I want to play the Star Wars game. Yeah. Can't do on the, yeah. You got a war. You got stars. You want to play it. Sure. You got Vader. Yep. Whatnot. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, sorry. Heartcrate.org. Frogpants.tv. Those are the links you want to keep uh, track of. I'll have something up on the site today and I'll put it out on Twitter that just has like references to all the same our information graphic, I just gave you. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Which turned out really good. It looks Thanks, a little man. like you in that box. Mm. I know it kind of does, but it's you know it's their logo, so I just stole it. Yep, <laughs> just ripped it right <laughs> off. Sure, I like it. Anyway, more on that soon. That's going to do it for us. Let's get out of here with a song. Do you have one? I do. And uh, Talia in the chat room, uh, later this week I'll be doing your request. I've been waiting for a disc to come in that actually has a cover of the song you requested. So, so stand by for that. The, the other covers I have of that are garbage, and I want to play a good version of it for you. But in the meantime, Louis McKnight wrote in said, Hi, guys. Love the show and listening to it helps me get through Night Shift. You both have great synergy, and I especially like the handsome one. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, anyways, I enjoy the odd cover. <laughs> I enjoy the odd cover, and one of my favorite groups for finding good covers is the Polyphonic Spree. I love their mad energy. Makes me think what the Manson family could have been. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I hate comparing them to the Manson family because they're, you know, they're such a, uh, a positive influence diver i hate to randy jordan this but i ever tell you about the time that i uh interviewed tim delotter a lead singer of the polyphonic spree he, he came to town they were putting out an ep of covers yeah and um we'd been talking about doing an interview and so we we're at the um uh oh, what was it called back then it basically is a a little stadium they put outside of elich gardens and um uh, it was getting loud because they were doing a sound check. Modest Yahoo was opening for them and they were doing a sound check and it was loud. So he's like, Oh, why don't you just come back to the, to the tour bus? And we'll do the, the interview there. I'm like, Oh, cool. Now the tour bus polyphonic spree is a 23 person band. Jeez. So their tour, tour bus is massive. And, uh, and Tina and I are sitting there. She, she came with me. We're watching, um, uh, some of the people from the band kind of rehearse their dance moves and stuff mm -hmm. next to the, to the van yeah it was just such a or the bus it's so cool that anyway cool. Polyphonic spree, they're awesome and it was really really cool um 
Louis says it's his birthday at the start of December. He'd be stoked if we could play one of their songs. DJ's choice. Much kindness, Louis. Nice. Yes, Louis. Uh, happy to play this. And and the aforementioned cover EP that they came out with back in 20, whatever it was, 2016, 2017, no, earlier than that, 2014 and 15, is called Wait. And on there, they cover folks like the Psychedelic Furs. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else is on there besides the one I'm about to play. They cover uh, Nirvana's Lithium, which is by far my favorite cover of Nirvana's song Lithium that I've ever heard. I love this version because it explodes when it needs to explode. From the EP Wait, here are the Polyphonic Spree and their cover of Lithium. I've moved Catwoman. Sorry, that was in honor of your, uh, did I ever tell you about the time? <laughs> I, yeah. I ever tell you about the time? Yeah. True story. Just had to throw that in there. All right, that's yes. it, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the show. We'll have recommendals, Tom, all that stuff. So please come back for that. Again, a reminder, no show on Thanksgiving. We take that uh, very seriously, that holiday here in the States. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but on uh, Friday, the big deal. So we'll uh, have more details tomorrow leading up to it. And, of course, a link later today. So watch for that. Enjoy this song. And we'll see you then. I'm so happy Cause today I found my friends They're in my head I'm so ugly But that's okay so are you We broke our mirrors Sunday morning Is every day For all I care But I'm not scared Light my candles In a daze Cause I found God
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.